This is the Decoding Obesity Podcast, where we simplify, demystify, and decode obesity, helping you lose weight and feel great. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Dr. Avishkar Sabharwal. So gear up for a fascinating journey through this ever-evolving field, and let's see what we find. And please remember that the thoughts and opinions on this podcast do not constitute medical advice. Don't forget to visit our website, www.decodingobesity.com, for show notes and more info. Before we begin today's episode, I have a request to make. I'm planning to incorporate a different format for some of the future episodes. I want to interview some of the people who have had success with weight loss to see what has worked for them. While the science should drive the weight loss, personal struggles and successes would be extremely helpful to the listeners. So if you or someone you know has had success with weight loss, please email me at host at decodingobesity.com. That is H-O-S-T at decodingobesity.com. People from every culture, society and community face unique challenges with respect to obesity. While the general principles for weight loss remain the same, Solutions need to take into account the uniqueness of each society. Hence, I encourage anyone and everyone who has a story to share, no matter where you are, please reach out to me. I would love to interview you for my upcoming episodes. Today we are going to talk about food journaling or food logging. It is one of the simplest and one of the most difficult solutions we have for weight loss. Food journaling is a time-tested method for weight loss and overall health. This is also one of the first things people resort to for weight loss and one of the first things people give up. Let's dive into a deeper understanding of how this works. Numerous studies show that consistent self-monitoring is directly related to achieving consistent weight loss. A review of literature published in 2011 echoes these findings that there is a significant association between self-monitoring and weight loss. While doing a literature search, I came across a few interesting studies which I want to highlight here, which may be of interest to you. For example, a study published in 2019 looked at this concept from a very different perspective. They tried to quantify the time spent in food journaling and the frequency of food logging and how it relates to weight loss. It was conducted over a 24-week period. Investigators found that successful participants, those losing greater than or equal to 5% or greater than or equal to 10% of baseline weight, were spending about 23 to 24 minutes per day recording dietary intake during the initial month of the program, which reduced to about 15 to 16 minutes per day by the sixth month of the program. Additionally, the data suggested that logging your intake into your records at least twice a day was associated with greater weight loss success. In fact, those losing greater than equal to 10% of their baseline weight were journaling approximately three times a day throughout the program. 23 minutes per day represents about two and a half hour time commitment per week for the first month in a behavioral weight loss program when participants are learning the self-monitoring system and accumulating their commonly consumed food. This decreases as time progresses. People often suffer from weight gain during the holiday season. There was a study done to see if self-monitoring would help. And again, 
only participants in the most consistent self-monitoring quartile averaged any weight loss over the 10 weeks of the study and during holiday weeks. Another study showed the frequency of record and the interval between eating and self-monitoring was significantly related to weight change. People who recorded within 15 minutes of eating had a significant weight loss compared to those who waited longer. Waiting too long to log your intake forces you to rely on your memory, which as we know often fails us. If you're liking this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and give 5-star reviews. Food logging works at various levels to help with the weight loss. The basic premise of food logging is calorie and macronutrient counting. On the surface, this may seem conflicting since I suggested in a previous episode that you do not need to count calories, and now I'm suggesting exactly the opposite. But it is important to understand that this also works at a deeper level. This works as a feedback tool to help you better understand your dietary habits and patterns. As you continue logging your foods, you automatically start understanding what foods to choose from and what foods to avoid. Consistent logging will also encourage consistency in your eating pattern and deter you from irrational snacking. Moreover, journaling enough number of times will help you develop that habit and it will come naturally to you. Lastly, once you've logged consistently for a few weeks, you would not want to break that streak, which will encourage you to continue logging further. While this is a great tool, but it does have some problems. Unfortunately, many people engaged in weight loss interventions fail to record their food intake proximal to the consumption, and self-monitoring overall has been shown to consistently decrease over time. It is often perceived by the participants as a very tedious process and can represent a significant time commitment. It is important to understand that self-monitoring needs to continue beyond the initial weight loss phase through the weight maintenance phase to maintain the lost weight. Now let's see how this can be done. The simplest way to understand it is write it when you bite it. Evidence suggests that accuracy and completeness of self-monitoring diaries are not as important as the frequency with which they are completed. The more frequently you log your intake, the greater the chances of success. Gone are the days of paper and pencil journaling. There are a lot of apps available for smartphones and there are websites you can log your intake into. Any one of these apps or these websites can help you start. The aim should be to log as soon as possible after a meal. and as frequently as possible another technique that can be used is planning ahead for the week this entails planning out each meal for the week beforehand it does require some effort at the outset but if you've planned ahead it saves you a lot of time during the week it has its advantages and disadvantages you can plan ahead and do your grocery shopping according to your plan you can build unexpected dine-outs and parties into your plan and still stay on track. It takes out the effort of remembering to log in after each meal and you know what to expect from the day going in. The disadvantage of course is it doesn't offer much flexibility. If you prefer that then obviously this method is not for you. Secondly, it might be difficult on your spouse or significant other who may not want to eat with you what you've planned for that day unless you are cooking separately for yourself. It definitely is very tedious when you're doing it 
and you probably end up spending a significant amount of time planning. The amount of time spent, however, decreases over time. What you start to realize is that while there is an interday variation in what you eat, your dietary patterns remain consistent and you usually circle between a few dishes every week or every other week. The first couple of weeks or even the first month may be challenging, but it gets easier with time. Ultimately, you have to decide whether planning ahead works for you or logging as you go along. The most important thing to remember is consistency is key. So write it when you bite it. A word of caution for everyone. While you may be tempted to log in your calories you burn exercising, I encourage you not to do that. The reason for this is simple. Most often, the calories burned you estimate would be from your exercise machine or an app predicting it, which is grossly inaccurate to begin with and changes over time as your muscles adapt to that level of physical activity. Let that be a bonus. Don't count on it. This is what I recommend you do. Start logging today with your next meal. You will face some resistance from yourself initially, but you have to get over that hump. Perhaps you will feel scared about what it will reveal about your eating habits, but remember, this is for you and no one else needs to know. You, however, do need to have an insight into what your eating habits and patterns are. For the first 2 weeks or so or even for the first month just log everything you normally eat while logging however analyze the meal composition try and analyze your eating pattern as well and how many meals you eat including snack try and explore what other alternatives to your current food preferences you're willing to try which may be rich in nutrients but not necessarily in calories Keep a track of what you would like to try as an alternative. I want to emphasize an important point here. It should not feel like a sacrifice. You need to and you must enjoy your food. At the end of this exercise, you will realize that the foods and flavors you rotate between are fairly limited. This insight is profound because you can now leverage this information to help you plan your days. The next step is to start switching around what you eat to incorporate the healthier options. that you would enjoy as you see while this technique starts with calorie counting it quickly switches to make appropriate food choices i hope this was helpful if you're liking this podcast don't forget to subscribe and give five star reviews again i would like to remind people who have had success with weight loss and are willing to share their stories please reach out to me at host@decodingobesity.com that's all for today thank you so much for joining in i will see you next time This podcast should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever. The thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely of the host and his guests. They do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of any organization. And that brings us to the end of this show. Thank you so much for listening in. And please remember that the thoughts and opinions on this podcast do not constitute medical advice. Don't forget to visit our website www.decodingobesity.com for show notes and more info.